Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, J. Rose. Welcome to the J. Rose Experience. We have a dope episode for you today. I met with Lightbright, an up-and-coming poet who shared her experience as the new poet on the block. I also sat with veteran poet Dennis Amadeus, who talked about what he learned from working with incarcerated youths. Together, we dove into the mental health world from an artistic perspective, and we had a blast playing culture tags during our Off the Top segment. So make sure you stick around and keep growing. experience I have yet another amazing episode for you guys today two amazing guests and we are going to meet our first one she is an up-and-coming poet and writer based out here in Florida she is new to the scene but she's out here making waves with her poetry and I'm really honored to have her here uh, sharing this like first experience with her so please give a warm welcome to my first guest light bright hello hello hi how are you wonderful how are you doing today i'm doing great and i'm really excited to meet you because um like i said you're an up-and-coming rising poet mm -hmm. so it's poets like you that i i feel like i learn a lot from really um, i do because you know I was in your place a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So when I meet new poets that are rising and kind of getting their footing into the scene, I'm always fascinated. I always want to know what your experience is like because it's different for everybody. Yes, right? definitely. So now that you're out here yes, on stage, I'm on stage right? yes. first of all, what even led you to step on the stage to start performing? Well, for my poetry, for me writing, I've always been a writer. Of course. But for me doing poetry, it started with my father giving me the advice, like, instead of trying to do, like, music, because I want to be a rapper before. Oh! So my dad was like, mm, but you can write it down into like a poetic way mm -hmm. and so he's definitely a big influence on that and so really? i was like okay so i'm gonna write out my feelings how i'm feeling which is helping me you know mentally as well it's very therapeutic yes and so i was like let me just start writing how i feel into poetry so naturally you're a writer so yes. stepping into the poet writing poetry was probably an easy transition for you yes it wasn't that hard i really don't like to force my work that's one of like me being a new writer and it's like right 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 and it's like i want it to be genuine i want it to come from something real i don't mm -hmm. want to just be like pulling words through the air you know what i mean so like purposeful writing yes purposeful i'm a big yes. advocate for that yes yes there's people that write like seven thousand poems and it's like they all sound the same it's all trash like <laughs> you know um but you know so you gotta have some purpose so what made you step off the paper to to actually like share your poetry in front of people well speaking in front of a many amount of people i love talking i love speaking how like to a crowd it's just it's fun it's yeah. nice and so, oh, so you, my, you weren't scared no i was not scared at all. it was like i had my, my first um performance was actually here in tampa yeah at smoking words ah, i was and there so, yes yes so that was my um first performance i did here i go and once i got on the stage everything went away it's like i was at home but before of course i had the little jitterbugs and everything like that but once i touched that stage it was just it felt like home she sounds like me <laughs> well not my first experience i was nervous the entire time and nothing went away but i still even though i've been performing for six seven years i still get nervous but it goes away when i hit on when i hit the when stage. you get on stage yeah. like it goes away right yeah so as a up-and-coming art uh poet mm -hmm. in the scene you know you're kind of new to the scene are there any challenges that you face stepping into this space? Um, it's been really welcoming for me, the poets that I've been encountered by. Good. Which is really nice. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any like bad experiences yeah. thus far. Although yes, it is the beginning for me, so it's like, hey, you're a little you know, you're a little child <laughs> in the game. So it's gonna change once maybe I don't know, further down the line with me doing shows and everything like that. So but so far it's been pretty 
Good. What feels the most natural for you? As far as my writing? As far as, far as the whole performing? Yeah. Hmm. The most natural thing is just talking to the crowd. Mm. When I first get on the stage, I'm just like, hey, how y'all doing? And they're feeding off what I give off. And people don't understand. Energy is a big thing. So it's like if you're Tell up there and, and you feel energy, of course, you have to keep going on with the show. But if you have a great energy, what's coming, feeding off you from the crowd, you can definitely perform, you know, and do well. That's how I feel. Right. So if the energy is bad, you just got to, you know, kick it off and just brush it off and continue to shine your light. Right. Like, your right, light, you know, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I'm real big about light and energy. That's great. And it's, it's important for you as a rising poet and new to the scene to really try to hold on to that because uh in any space where you are creative or you're, you're displaying your craft mm -hmm. um things can get a little judgmental or maybe things don't work out the way you want them to work out so yes. maintaining that mentality is going to be really great and it's great that you have this now because some people actually don't have that mentality at first wow, so they you. do get discouraged so Kudos to you for having that. Thank you. Um, are there any local, because everybody knows the famous poets, right? Yes, we all yes, know the yes. Maya Angelou, mm -hmm. the Spiras, and the Ursula Rockers out there. Yes. But for you, as far as locally, are there any poets that you really look up to and you feel like you, you're you aspiring to not be like them, but you I know, grab, to I get to that them. level? Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely the first I'll have to say is Modern Medusa. She's oh. from St. Petersburg. Love, I love, her. love, love her. I she's her. amazing. <laughs> love you, girl. She's like a mentor to me. Like, um, right. I love her. Um, I also Nova, um, Nova Kane. She's right, awesome. Right. We recently met yes. her as well. She's over on Spoken Words. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, I love her work. I got two more. I'm not gonna go down. Big <laughs> she's <list>. like, <laughs> but um, I also like um Rachel Two Height. She's nice, and um, I like um, Jay Lotus as well. Oh, She's wonderful. I She's a great artist. Too. You do? Okay. So, so with those people that do that, you kind of look up to in the scene. Yeah, definitely. You kind of mentioned Modern Medusa, who's kind of like a mentor to you. Yes. Um, how pivotal has that been for you? It's been amazing for her to just talk to me and encourage me even to do like a book maybe one day you know that's like what you know she yes. has so many books and i believe she recently dropped a book um she's dropping one she's recently. got like seven thousand yeah books. this would be like the seventh <laughs> one i believe so i'm like what and it's so inspiring she's young she's vibrant she's doing things in the community um and hillsburg like tampa area bay right. area so i just admire that so for you where do you see you taking your poetry in the next couple of years? Definitely a book. Definitely I would love book. to just everything from what I started and to see the growth within my writing into a book, to have it in a book so people can see the growth that I've gone through mm -hmm. and that I'm still going through. I'm a beginner. Um, I say that and I'm it just like... It never stops. Yeah, so I think... Yeah, so as you're saying, it never stops. I think growing never stops. Like Absolutely not. Even Always. you still can learn, so... I'm excited for the future with my poetry. Listen, our catchphrase here at yes. the J-Rose Experience is keep growing. Yes, I so noticed that. So we believe that. Um, so now I see as far as writing, you want to lead, lead yourself into a, a space where you're publishing books. And what about performance-wise? I want to perform more. Okay. I do. Do I you really have do. like somewhere... I that's like a goal that you would love to like... What stage would you love to like bless? A stage... Now that's like I haven't thought about exactly a stage. That's a big are there one. like big platforms that you like are like wow I can't wait till one day I'm. Well, on yours one when I looked at your stuff, I, this is like amazing, like oh. awesome, like this is my second performance that you guys will so see. So it's like I mean I'm just so excited. I'm I'm so glad that you reached out to me. So this is really big for me. This is gonna be a really big monumental moment oh, in my career. I'm so honored to be a part of that that process and that journey. Um, if you're ever in New York, you know, I do host events, but there are some also major stages in New York that you should definitely look into. I've never even been to New York, so uh, that's like, <laughs> yeah. So let's that, get like bright in New York. Let's start yes, a GoFundMe and bring love that out. It. I would love it, yes, of course. Oh, so yeah, amazing. more work with you anytime. I would love it. All right, so I have a fun question for you. Okay. If you were walking down the street and you found a magic lamp, 
Then all of a sudden, this genie appeared and said he's going to grant you three wishes. But you can't wish for more wishes. Okay, that's Just three. Just three wishes. <laughs> okay. What are three, what are your three wishes? Three wishes. My first wish would be that when anyone come encounter with me, they feel loved and they will always have a mark in their heart when they meet me. Aww. I'm so special about that. My second wish, which I know it's not possible, but I would love to live for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's your wish. It's, it's for a long time. What's and a long time? Like, like a long 7, time. 7,000 like, years? I don't want to be too... No, I wouldn't want to be like too old. Because then like, all my friends would be gone and I'll just be here alone. Like, so you want to live until your last friend dies? <laughs> well, I want to live for my family too. So it's not about just friends. Okay. So... I just want to be around to see my grands. Oh, okay. We got one more wish. Okay, my not, my last wish. Oh, this is a good one. I never thought you <laughs> got Oh, this is a okay. good one. So my last wish would be that my poems would touch the brokenhearted, and that they will still continue to believe and love and all the fairy tales and let it, let them know that it's possible and that. God is love. Oh. So yeah, I want Life my right here over here with all the light and love. I don't want to be cliche, but yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, if that's so. what's true in your heart really is, yeah. and that's what's going to fulfill you, then hey, really would, yes. let's all get along and love each other. I mean, how hard can that be? Right? From some people, it is. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I know you brought some poetry with you. Yes, I did. Are you gonna share it with us? Yes, I am. Y'all gonna hear Never Giving Up on Love. See? It's gonna be some light, inspiring, and lovely shit. Yes, I'm here yes. for it. I'm here yes, for all yes. of it. Alright, so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna have a performance from Light Bright. Stay tuned. Alright 
guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the J Rose Experience. I am your host, J Rose. I'm here with my next guest today. He is a spoken word poet. He is a slam champion, a youth activist. He has traveled all over the US to perform his poetry. And he has a poetry slash music album that's out right now called Waiting on the Bus. So please give a warm welcome to Dennis Amadeus. How are you? It's great, great. I love your shirt, by the way. It says, Ask me to do a poem. I like that. I wouldn't wear it because I don't like to be put on the spot, but I respect I respect it. Um so thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really honored to have you. I've heard a lot of great things about you um so you know i mean some bad things but we're not no, i'm just kidding haters right you're you're always somebody's villain listen so i wanted to ask you about black on black rhyme mm -hmm. right that is an international poetry collective yep. how did you end up in a space where you are working with international poets um well black on black rhyme was something that was really um cultivated in Tallahassee, Florida. Um, really? it was found it's a it's a it was founded by a poet named Keith Rogers. Um, and it started as something in his um, it was in his like li literally in his living room in his apartment. So uh, it would be a bunch of poets that came by. They would literally drive by, spit a poem. There'd be food and stuff, um, and it got and they, they a lot of people would leave because it was so packed in the house that there wasn't a lot of room. You know, wow. there wasn't a lot of room, and that's so, so pe that's where this term drive by came from, and that's a term that came that came with black on black rhyme as it grew um, from Tallahassee. This culture was so new and fresh, you know what I mean? This idea of just people getting in the house, sharing poetry, being real, being honest, talking real stuff. Um, it grew so much that um, eventually it blossomed out and uh, the first person to bring it out of Tallahassee was Wally B. He's here mm -hmm. from Tampa. So the first chapter outside of Tallahassee was here in Tampa Bay, actually. Um, and it was in 2001. It was originally started in September. And, wow. Um, I think I got that date right, hopefully. But so anyway, long <laughs> like story short, man here. <laughs> long, long story short is it, it it blossomed from there and it continued like because uh, Tallahassee is a big college town, so a lot of people would find themselves in in black on black rhyme and then carry it out to other places. So mm. they had, there's been chapters in North Carolina, South Carolina. There was one in New York at one time. There's one in Abu Dhabi right now as we speak. Wow, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, there used to be one in That's Singapore. That's really dope. There's one in Jacksonville. There's one in uh, Palm. Uh, West Palm Bay, uh, West Palm Beach, you know, and, and, and it's so cool because everybody has their own style. So when you go to all these other black and black rhymes in these other cities, it's all their own show based right. on the person that brought it. But it all comes from this heart of uh, black and black rhyme in Tallahassee. Now and so I got involved, I'm sorry, I got yeah. involved with it here in Tampa. So ba basically Phil Scott was uh, carrying it over because it was running for like 11, 12 years. And wow, Phil that's amazing. Yeah. And then Phil Scott carried it over, and then uh, from he got it from Life and Wally. And when he carried it over, he wanted to start a new troupe. And then mm -hmm. I was up and coming at the time. He liked what I was bringing. Um, so me and Curtis, and there was a, a bunch of other poets, he started with that troupe. And so that's how I got indoctrinated into it uh, through Tampa. Now for you as a poet, because you've been doing this for a while now. Yeah. You know, you are a vet. Yeah. You know, you're young, yeah, but yeah, no, you know, no, no, no. you've been doing this poetry thing for a long time and you've been a leader in the community as well. So for you as a poet, what was one of the most pivotal moments in your journey as a poet? I'll tell you the truth about this because it wasn't something that had to do with being on stage. Mm -hmm. My most pivotal moment was when I went to a competition in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it was called I Whips. And uh, I ended up not placing well at the competition but after the competition, I went with a poet named Matthew Cuban, um, and we went out to, he lived in LA at the time, mm -hmm. and he was doing workshops with uh, juvenile detention, uh, with juveniles in a juvenile detention center out there in LA. And um, he, 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 he knows my poetry, you know what I mean? He's seen me coming up, and he told me that I would do well there. And now I was nervous because, like, this wasn't a regular juvenile detention center, right? And, and it was in L.A. And I've never experienced... Like, I've been around a lot of gang life and a lot of, like, hood right. culture and things like that. But it, it was different there. It was really, really Yeah, were tough, you, like, man. in Compton out there? Uh, it wasn't... I don't know where the... It was in... 
it was Challenger Youth Detention Center. It's mm-hmm. like in the outskirts somewhere, you know, right. where they put jails as far away from society. But anyways, long story short is, you know, I went in there and I did my poem and I, I didn't think these kids would, would want to listen to what I had to say. And it was a right. poem about toxic masculinity and how we uh, deal with like these things in our communities that force us to be hard when we don't want to be. Right. And yo, they loved it, man. You know wow. what I mean? And these kids, they were, you know I mean? Some of them were gangsters. They were tied into gangs. They had really serious charges. But they related to what I was doing and they really, it opened up this really beautiful conversation. So long story short is that moment was when I was like, it gave me a purpose to my poetry that was bigger than just being on stage, bigger than just, uh, you know, writing and getting clout. Not that I don't love that. Yeah, Not that like, I don't love it's that, appreciated. But Thank you. Yeah. That, that was the moment when I was like, this is the purpose of my right. life. You know what I'm saying? And, then, right. and was that, that's when I started getting really into youth development and, and using, because it's, Poetry is such a powerful tool to get young people who are silenced in every other avenue of their life mm. to actually be able to look at their life, look at their trauma, look at the things they've gone through, and be able to write their own narratives right. based on what they've, how they perceive it, not based on what everybody tells them they should do yes. or how they should perceive you kinda it. You kind of like take that veil off of them. Right, exactly. Now, for you, working with youth and being a youth activist, um, what have the youth taught you about yourself? <laughs> they, oh, man. They well, they constantly remind me that people are always going through way harder experiences that I am going through and have gone through, even though my experiences were tough, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, I think the biggest thing they teach me all the time is hope. You know, they always come with such a fresh perspective. They come with such, they're not beaten down by life. Even when they're beaten down by life, they're not that beaten down. Yeah, you know, they're, they're optimistic. They're optimistic. They bring, you know, and they bring ideas that I, that challenge me in my thinking. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and they keep me young. And so the thing I learned about mostly from hearing their poetry is, is hope for the future. Knowing that all this negativity that I'm so used to dealing with now is not the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just my experiences from being this long in life. But there's somebody, there's people behind us who still believe the world is beautiful, who still want to heal it, who still want to, you know what I mean, make their lives better, make the world around them better. Right. And that is always a good, beautiful thing for me. It yeah. all reignites the fire in myself. So yeah. to see that, like, the youth has, there's, like, hope in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I exactly. really, it bothers me when people say, like, there's no hope in youth and, like, they're, nah. they're, lo- they're a lost generation mm-hmm. um, because they're not really, they're actually... First of all, I feel like the the younger generation is way more woke than we are at like an earlier age. Yeah. Um, so like, let's give respect to the youths because they definitely we, we don't give them enough credit, you know, and that's what takes their voices away. So having advocates like you, not only teaching them but like leading them by example is really needed. So I commend you for for providing that that service to the community. It's it's a blessing and it's it's an honor and it's just a gift I happen to be good and effective with. I come from a lot of their situations. Even if it's not as harsh, I still understand the environments that relate to me. I can guide them in, in whatever ways that I have either failed and learned or succeeded in. So it, it's, just, it's mostly a blessing. You have know? you seen, have you ever worked with a youth that is now a little bit older and you like, how do you feel like a proud dad, Bro. a proud big brother? So that's happening to me now. Cause like yeah. I'm just getting to the age where the people I started working with in the beginning are getting yes. older and they're adults now and they're yeah. becoming peers. They're coming back from college. They're doing all these dope shows. They're like my equals now. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yes, so, they caught up to you. Yeah, man, and so that has been amazing. It's you ever feel like, damn, I gotta step my game up because they coming hot? That part, because that's the thing. Yo, they're coming back fresh from college, bro. And so they got bars, they got experience and education, man. And I'm like, oh, I gotta. I gotta. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll keep you, you on your toes. Yeah, just that panel of yeah. like. <laughs> they will keep you on your toes. Um, so tell me about your your poetry music album, um, Waiting on the Bus. Yeah, man. Uh, that, that, what does the title mean to you? Whew, man. So for five years, I had to. Uh, I had my license revoked because I made a lot of dumb decisions. You know what I mean? When I was so younger. you took the bus stop. Okay. <laughs> so um, we've been there. We've been there. Right, right. But uh, <laughs> ratted dirty. <laughs> hey, yo. So yeah, exactly. But but uh, for, so for five years I had my license revoked and I didn't have a car and you know I me mean, I didn't really have no way to to get around and so I had to use the bus system in Tampa and like yeah. a lot Florida, of Florida, you need a car, like bro. This bus system is crazy, bro. <laughs> He's a bro. But <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. But um, but yeah. So um, I was riding. I was using the bus system here a lot, and like, I came down to Florida. I come from New York, you know what I mean. And I came down to Florida on suspicious circumstances. We'll say, 
And so my whole thing was like, I love your transparency. <laughs> so my whole thing was like, I'm, I'll be, I will be homeless in Florida before I go back to New York. Mm-hmm. So I had to grind, and I, I was by myself when I first got down here. Right. And so five years of being on the bus, and the, like I wrote a poem about it, like in the hot Florida sun, and like you know, but it gives you a lot of time to think. It gives you a lot of time to write. It gives you a lot of time to read. And like I actually, in the long run, when I look back at it, as much as I hated having to run for the bus or wait for buses or be late all the time or try to get my hours right or work with the bus schedule and all that miserable stuff, in the long run, when I look back at it, it was like, yo, I learned so much. I grew so much through this process. You know what I mean? And then, so once I finally, I will never lose my license again. I protect my license like it's gold now. <laughs> now you get in the sure. car, yeah. you're like, seatbelts, yep. mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> Got my life, my license is official. Yeah, man. Yep. Make sure I'm legal all the way. But, but yeah, so that's, that's what that album was about, was just chronicling those years and what I learned and what I grew through, how I grew through it. Right, right. Um, so I have a, a fun question for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you were the new addition to the crayon box, Ooh. What color would you be? Wow. <laughs> I want to be diaspora. How about that color? <laughs> the color diaspora. I like that. that's the I one like thing that. people don't seem to get. Everything's got to be black and white, but there's so much in between. So, Facts. Right? You know Ooh, I, mean? it's a, I like it, that. It's a beige crayon that colors all different colors. Ooh. <laughs> but, I like that. That might, that might be like your next poem. Hey, I hope I inspire yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I know you brought some poetry with you for us. I did, I did. I got some poetry You're going to share, y'all. right? Yeah, yeah. Right, because you know we're going to have some beef if you said no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't want beef with you, J-Lo. Uh, you, got, you got clout out here. You mad tall. You mad tall. I don't fight tall people. <laughs> All right, so we'll be right back with a performance from Dennis Amadeus. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> The Rose Garden Events is an arts and entertainment agency that cultivates creative growth. By curating open mics, talk shows, pop-ups, and retreats, we provide a platform for aspiring poets, musicians, visual artists, entrepreneurs, and more. We're excited to announce our new social media management and brand coaching services. That's right. You can now hand over the social media wheel, or we can guide you as you do it on your own. This is the one-stop shop where creativity is always blooming. For more info, visit us online at therosegardenevents.com. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The Rose Garden Events. Keep growing. The name of this poem is called Yesterday. You can find it on the album Mansion Music by Psych Montano and Albert J. Is it still considered heaven's work if I get paid in hell? Down on earth, I paved my way to a well that I couldn't even drink from. While people with unblistered feet sipped water from uncalloused hands and laughed at my thirst, ate my offerings for dinner, then left me with the bill and the hurt. I needed a full course, but they just dessert. Savoring their flavor left my mouth dustier than the desert dirt and with just about as much life, but with just about as much light. A sun that was scorching on a situation I was keeping myself in the dark for. I was told that there were no other options, that the whole world was watching. So blinded by their glare, I just ended up mirroring their mirages. So I beg your pardon, but I'm done with all this friendship. You're either blood or you're willing to shed it. No more living on the fences for people I don't even want on my estate. If you bring the soul food, then we can fix ourselves a plate. If you pour the concrete, then we can pave our own way. But I got a foundation to lay. I got family that needs safe places to stay. I got a heaven to build with only time to waste. So you can either get with it or get out of the way. Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace at the Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter Money Moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE. Use code JROSE20 for 20% off of all our financial services. This segment is brought to you by the Rose Garden Events. All right, so welcome back our guests. They are both back on set with me. We're going to have a pretty serious conversation, and then, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of the fun stuff a little bit later. Um, But today's group discussion topic is I want to know why do you guys think there's been such a rise in conversations surrounding mental health? 
Uh, I know maybe 10 years ago, people weren't talking about mental health the way they are now. Right. So why do you guys think this is now more of a household conversation that's happening? I think there's been more cases of mental health going on. I mean, it's always been like something quiet and not talked about, especially amongst the community. But now it's more talked about, which is a good thing. I believe so. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's because it's just been swept underneath the rug. But it's always been there. It's not. It's not like it hasn't been there. Right. Yeah. Right. It's always existed. Right. Right. So but now it's more aware, and more people are talking about it, which I have, like. I think it's a great thing that yeah. more people are talking about it. It needs to be. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot. You know, I think there's. There's one. There's more, there's a lot more intentional research on mental health and how it, it affects people, and I think that's been really successful. I think it just wasn't taken like like you said, it wasn't taken serious before, yeah. Um, yeah. or it was only like mental. I think there was a big alienation between like mental health is you have like the hard mental illnesses like schizophrenia, yeah. bipolar mm-hmm. disorder. You're in a mental institution, some something like that, mm-hmm. and anything else less than that is just. Well, yeah, you can like, get over it. You're having yeah, a bad depression. time. Things like yeah. anxiety, yeah, depression, depression, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There are people who are like, yeah, that's nothing. You're just sad. Get over it. But yeah. I think now, you know what I mean? One, there's probably a rise in these things happening. Or at least a rise in people being able to uh, point a finger and be like, this is depression. Because mm-hmm. maybe I think a lot of people didn't even know what they were dealing with for a long right, time. Right, right, and, um, So I think, one, the education is out there that people could be like, this is depression, this is anxiety, this is ADHD. This mm-hmm. is, these are these kind of low-level... Uh, and and not to not to put a hierarchy on it, but more common, I guess, more yeah, um, more you're able to deal with them a little bit. They're more, more um, people, yeah, like you said, people are able to manage manage that's the manage, manage through. They're more manageable. Um, um, now for you guys, I know that mental health is important for a lot of poets. Yeah, I feel definitely. like I wish I had a dollar for every poet that's ever told me that poetry saved their life. <laughs> right. Yeah. So in how in what ways has poetry helped your mental health? Well, for me, it's getting it out what I'm feeling and not keeping it inside mm-hmm. because keeping it inside that kills you yourself. Right. And just like you're just like oh my god, and you're thinking oh it's just me. And that's what I love is that it's not just you. Mm. So you need to share it, um, get it out, talk to somebody, and don't feel that you're alone because you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think with me writing and journaling, you know, writing what's on my mind or what happened today, even it could be the smallest things, but just getting it out and keeping other fresh things coming inside of your body, inside of your mind. Right. So you can continue to grow and, you know, go yeah. about life. Make that space. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, man. I mean, same here. I mean, poetry saved my life, I think, not in a mental health capacity, but in just uh, giving me purpose and something to, you know I mean, go mm. towards in life. And it made me have confidence in myself and gave me self-worth. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually good at this. But mm-hmm. uh, So in that way, it saved my life because I had, it gave me a life. You had life. an outlet. Yeah. Right. But I think as far as, I think mental health, what, here's the thing is, I, I have been here a little bit. Uh, it's been in the, maybe, nine, I think, nine years in this thing. And when we first started, nobody was talking about not only mental health, because people were talking about mental health in the poetry world. The poets right. were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, racism, sexism, you know, uh, you know, uh, gender issues, LGBTQ plus community issues. These were things that were only being talked about in full in these poetry worlds. In these Absolutely. Poetry worlds. And so I think a lot of people, there's no, there was nowhere else for them to be able to explore these things inside of them that were so relevant to their identity and who they were um, other than these places. And so I think... That is why so many are like, yo, poetry saved my life. Yo, I had no idea, you know, how to process and go through this stuff. But in this space, I had it. Not only did I have it, I had people that were going through it also. I had people that were willing to listen to me and love on me and and say, hey, it's okay. And appreciate what I had to bring. Not saying it was too dark or too much or blah, blah, blah. Right. And so I think when you hear that, that's what a lot of poets get. Like, yo, I was able to express myself honestly and authentically in this space and was loved for it. You know what I mean? How do you feel about... Because I feel like there's this like thin line between legitimate concerns about mental health and then people that just talk about it because it's a more of a trendy, it's trendy thing. Trendy. Yeah, and I, so okay. how do you like how do you differentiate who's who's really serious about like you know that's that mental health aspect and actually getting better and healing and like who's just talking about depression and anxiety because it's actually like a cool thing now. 
who's doing the work on themselves? Who's mm-hmm. doing that mental health work on their on themselves? Right. That's I think that's all because they're gonna have the real perspective because they know once it's hard work, it's tough work, it's real work, it's daily work, it's constant work, mm-hmm. and so people who have that experience, you could just tell that they're not bullcrapping when they're speaking about it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there is good. There's good bullshitters. Don't give it to me. <laughs> Master bullshitters. Yeah, you wouldn't even know. Uh-huh. You're just like, wow, they really sold me on that, and they never been through nothing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So mm. you're right about that. Yeah, you're right about that. They can really fool you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's the first thing. Like for me personally, um, my when I was seeing all the mental health stuff, that's the first place I went. Well, what am I missing in my life? Right. What are my mental health issues? What work can I do to make myself mentally stronger? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what came first, and then I started going to therapy. Like fairly recent, to be honest. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little bit older, thirty three. Yeah. Huh? That's hey, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and and but it was so uh, it was so good, and I just didn't expect it to be that. And I know everybody doesn't have the same experiences with every single therapist, but it was <laughs> such a blessing, and it helped me work through so many things that I was holding on to inside. That uh, you know, it was just so powerful. And, yeah. and I, I can't. Have you ever been to therapy for? Any, like, yeah, I've been to therapy as well. Mm-hmm. And how did you find that experience? Um, through my mental health as well. I do my own mental health. Right. And, um, went through therapy and some, like, you weed out who's really there for you and who's not, mm-hmm. who's just there to get a check. Someone just, they really, oh, yeah. you know, drawing pictures while you're, you know, and, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're feeling. You Taking know notes. He's really yeah. ordering his Right, lunch. right, right. <laughs> so you weed out, you know, who's there for you and who's not. And family can be there too. For you, right. you don't have to go. I'm not downplaying therapy, but I'm saying there's therapists in your family, right? And you know you can go to them. What I mean, I guess this leads me to what advice do you have for a creative, right? Mm-hmm. Because we deal with things differently, right? We process things differently because the way our minds work. Mm-hmm. So, what advice do you have for creatives that may be dealing with a difficult, or may not even like? be able to acknowledge that they're going through a mental health issue. So what advice do you have for people to like recognize that within themselves? Mm. I mean, it sounds harsh, but you got to kind of do the work. You got to be yeah. honest with yourself. Honest you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all internal work. You know, mm-hmm. it, you got to be real. You got to be willing to accept the damages that you've caused in people's lives. Mm. You got to be yeah, uh, willing good. to see how, you know what I'm saying? You got to be willing to talk to people and accept some real situations. And accept about yourself, help because... I'm sorry, I don't no, mean no, you wrong, but to accept help. Yeah. Many people don't want it. And you have to be, and so yeah, it's about yourself, reflecting on yourself. You have to want the help. And because, accept it. And accept it. That, that pride, put it to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. you have to accept it. J. Cole it. said tough, it. <laughs> and especially when like, and, and I want to add, like as, as a man, like that pride is ingrained in you mm-hmm. like from society from everybody around you because that's how everybody got by then you know mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that they're wrong but mm-hmm. it was just an older time and that's how people maintain that was their they shut it down and, yeah. Vote, that's, you know yeah. I mean? and so you when you get ingrained into that it's hard so, to ask for help even when you're at your most vulnerable because that thing in your head is always gonna be like but if i ask for help i'm not being a man because i'm not being mm-hmm. independent because i'm wow. not being strong because i'm not being that's always there do you, know you feel like you do with that like as the like i need to be a strong black woman so asking for help, you know. Um, there's many, but me, I've always I'm I'll I'll ask for help. Good. I'm like something's up. What's going on? Yeah. Or I'll ask for advice. Right. And many people don't take advice. They be like, oh, this is how it is. This is what it is. No, you're wrong. And somebody's trying to help you. Yeah. Like no, no, yeah. you're wrong. You're wrong. Well, I got like, this. I got this. Right. It's, it's also the the space that you're in because sometimes. You know, we've had this conversation off camera. Um, you don't. You're not always looking for advice. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're just looking for a space to to vent and express that's yourself. That's true too. Yeah. Sometimes you just want ears. Yeah. You know, and that's where therapy is great because you mm-hmm. have an unbiased person sitting in the room. Don't even know you. Doesn't know you. Yeah. Doesn't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. And they, now they're just going by what you tell them. Yeah. And their professional experience. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so all and the, by the books as well. And the the books. Yeah. Yeah. So having friends and family is great, but for me I think that the friends and family is just should be there to like support what you're getting from therapy. Mm-hmm. Um this is great. And mental health is something really, really important. Yes, I, yeah. I'm, 
Okay, I'm going to add one thing too. Yeah. Like mental health isn't just therapy. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of broad things. And I just want to say that I know we all know that, but mm-hmm. I want to make sure that's said yeah. out loud. Yeah. You know, yeah. mental health involves your diet. Mental health involves your exercise. It involves what you watch, what you read, what you study, yeah. where you're at, who your friends the are. The relationship. Around. I was going to you know say, the people yeah. you surround yourself with. Um, yeah, even your family members. Cause your you know, job. Yeah. You know, your it job. Does. All of yeah. these things matter. So, and like when you, you have to, you have to start gauging. The first step is always gauging when you're in these spaces. What is going on in your mind? Being yeah. mindful, trying to pay attention to your thoughts, your feelings, where they're coming from. That's always one of the first steps. And But you get those tools. If you don't have them, those, those tools can be taught to you through, through therapy. Through therapy, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's good. Oh, you, yeah, that was like deep in here. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. <laughs> they high five. I love it. Air high five. You're far. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, so much insight. I uh, hope you guys got some great information from here and learn something not just about these amazing poets but about yourselves as well but it's time to switch up the the mood y'all ready to play a game let's go let's go i love games all right so we call this segment off the top it's because we play a randomly selected game you never know what the game's gonna be sometimes we create something together sometimes we just play a silly game and have fun um so these are the game cards We've got extra games this season. Your girl went and got creative. <laughs> hey. Um, but I'll let you do the honors, my dear. Like, okay, okay. I'm going to pick this one. Culture tags. Hey. Culture hey. tags. All right. That's a new game. Let's go. New to season four. <laughs> so <laughs> new shit. <laughs> Um, we'll be, we'll be right back and we'll be playing culture tags. Alright. Stay tuned. I'm so excited. I got both my kids' appointments to get their hair done at Shining Star Kid Salon in Brooklyn, New York. The best part is, I get to pick up a couple of my favorite natural hair products like their Fearless Edge Control, ooh, or their Fearless Hair Oil. And these are just some of my favorite products to style my hair with. Head over to ShiningStarKidSalon.com to order from their line of natural products the whole family can enjoy. Or make an appointment if you're in town. Use code JROSE20 at checkout for 20% off your online purchase. Keep growing. This segment is brought to you by Gent and Scholar. All right, we are back and we are going to play our game. We are playing culture tags. I hope you guys know a lot about the culture and I hope you guys know. I hope your acronym game is on point, all right? Okay, okay. So we have two categories I'll be reading from. It'll be one is daily sayings and the other one is black Twitter. Oh, Are y'all ready? Wow. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna describe these acronyms. Some of them are hashtags, some of them are acronyms, and then you guys gotta tell me what this stands for. Hmm. Are you ready? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. okay. So this is what somebody says when another person is being real dramatic about something. Um, I know it already. What is it? But did you die? Yeah! Good! But did you die? All right, all right, all right. First one goes to Dennis. All right, let me see. I think I've used this enough in my life. Okay, okay. All right, so this one. This is probably something you hear from somebody from New York right before they're about to tell you something that happened. Um, so they'll tell you, like, the way they start off the story... Is like I don't want to say it so bad. <laughs> so it's like it's like another way. It's not what had happened was. No, it's not what had happened, but it's like uh, what had happened adjacent. <laughs> a so B. No, yeah. Oh, oh you close, you close, you close. Uh, a so bruh. No, a so bet. No. No. It's a so. It's not A, but it's... A, son? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you one more guess and then I'll say it. Okay, okay. Uh, what you think? You got, I don't know. I'm um, from New York. I feel bad I can't get this one. I'm not. I'm from the side. One more guess. One more guess. Not I, so boom. I, so boom. Oh. Okay. I, so boom. That's for J-Rose. That was a good that's one. That's a throwback, okay. though. Like... That is a throwback. Yeah, it is a throwback. I know, I know. I so boom. Yeah. We in the party. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. 
This one comes from, this is the daily sayings. All right. When somebody has a response, they have a responsibility and they don't do it right. And it was the only responsibility they had. Oh, I know this one. Give her a second. Give her a second. The only responsibility. They had, they had, they had a responsibility. You only had one job. Yes! <laughs> Okay, so this one was like, okay, so during the pandemic, during the lockdown, a lot of people was doing this, right? They was in the house, in the house, they're bored in the house, in the house bored, and they turned on their television and did this, oh. but it doesn't always end up, this doesn't always mean that they watch the television it always leads to something you can else. Do it. I, don't, yeah. I don't even Netflix know. Netflix and chill. Yo! Yeah. Yo! Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Somebody was busy during oh. the pandemic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. With my wife. With my wife. <laughs> he said, with my wife. Vic. That's right. What talking That's about. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Gotta put respect on that ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yo, these are hilarious. All right. So when somebody goes on a rant on Twitter or Facebook, I said what I said. Yeah, see, see. Okay, okay, okay. All right. This t this phrase was made famous by a lady who was interviewed. And Nobody got time yeah. for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Go ahead. You caught that one. I ain't got that one. Okay. Yo, she got it. <laughs> that quick. Uh, okay, okay. All right, let's see, let's see. Um. <laughs> All right. I think Dennis might get this. All right. You driving in the car with wifey, right? Mm -hmm. And then your boy calls you. What's the first question he asks you? Oh, I know what it is. You got me on speaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's reversed. It would be my wife calling me and like, hey, you got me on speaker. Oh, shit. Yeah, wow. Me on speaker, man. I do be point. doing that a lot. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you got me on speaker? Before you say something, like, hold on, wait. You got me on speaker? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, okay. You see this a lot, right? In when people post something very inspiring, right? Um, it's like a message and they want to put it out there. They're like, I'm I don't gonna know who needs to hear this, but yeah, 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 that was good. Am I good? Am I good at this? You're describing it really good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. All right, all right. So, when somebody's talking shit about you, right? And keep you keep that same. Yes, yes, keep that same energy when you see me. No, when you see me, keep that same. snapping on people, dog. No, life might be snapping, dog. Don't let it listen. It's these cute ass little quiet oh moments. They be the first one to snap, alright? Yeah. Oh my god. Alright, alright, alright. Um <laughs> Okay. So if you okay, this is the last one. Okay. I recently wrote this in my IG story because I got I had beef with Verizon. So like, okay, so you you in a situation that you dislike a lot and you say how this is how you feel about where you are this wait um so like somebody be like oh i don't know what did i say i'm like verizon why you make it so hard for me to pay my bill i hate i hate something i hate it Four, four, oh, yeah. Four and then they four, said, it's yeah. a tie. That's awesome. hey. I 
love it. I love it. I like when we end like this. That's so cool. <laughs> that awesome, yeah. I'm gonna have to get this game from my house. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that really like um tests uh, your your thinking skills. Yeah, yo. Right, right. Um, that was fun. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I do have one last question. I have to ask every single guest before before I say goodbye and share your info. Um, I have this belief that creative people are super humans. We are not of this world. We do things that other people can't even fathom in their minds. And we turn it into something tangible that people can see and, and experience. So for you guys, what is your superpower? What is my superpower? My superpower. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. I would say, if I had to narrow it, maybe inspiration, you know? Because uh, I feel like words of affirmation I'm really good with. Uh, I think using words to create good feelings and energies, you know what I mean? Mm. Okay, that's Manipulating good. words to literally cre- make people feel better, I guess, and like, I'm more inspired. Too. I like that. I see like an energy force coming, like, vroom, vroom, right. with your words, like, yeah. spewing out. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> I say mine would be love, loving, caring, nurturing. So yes. mine would be like the super nurture. <laughs> she will care for you when you're in need. Yep, if you're sad, she'll give she you a hug. She will care right? you villains all the way out of your yes. badness. <laughs> Whoa, that's the word She'll right throw here. hearts Whoa, at that's you. That's the word right there. So yeah, that's oh, nice. You're like a care bear. Like. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I'm so excited. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Before so much. we say goodbye, please let the audience know where they can find you. Yes, for me, um, you can find me on Instagram, which is underscore light x bright. That's L I G H T, the letter X bright, B R I G H T, underscore, underscore. I'm also on YouTube as well. You can look up my most popular poem, which is you can look up light bright, um, and it's called Here I Go. So you can find me on YouTube as well. Amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, everything's under my name, Dennis Amadeus, D-E-N-N-I-S-A-M-A-D-E-U-S. Um, Instagram, Twitter, um, website. I got YouTube videos on my YouTube. I have uh, separate videos on my Instagram, uh, like my, what do you call those, the Instagram stories. So if you want to go through catalogs of poems, you can find it on all those. YouTube and Instagram where you'll find most of the poems. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Make sure that you follow them. Make sure you watch the videos. Give them those views. Like it. Comment. Share. All right? Because that is how these amazing people are going to be shown to other people. Um, That's really the best way. So support the best way you can. And, you know, a lot of this support is free. So come on. Get to it. Speaking of free support, why don't you head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the Rose Garden events so you don't miss any episodes of the J-Rose Experience. You can also follow us on IG at J-Rose Experience. And you can follow me as your host at My Crumbled Thoughts. You already know. And thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a wonderful day and keep growing. Yeah.